You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. sitting here so excited. I'm sitting with three of the most talented women I have ever met, and I'm not kidding. So welcome, uh, and thank you for being the ladies who lunch today, because we don't do it that often, do we? You do not. No. Asking. It's kind of an old world thing, right? Love it. So, um, be, well, this first of all, thank you for being here. Um, this, this is the first time that I've had to have notes because of of just the, the the powerhouses that I'm you know the work you've done it's just I'm a little uh, palpitating right now but um, Mary Mitchell Campbell uh, this is kind of a reunion of sorts for us yes because I haven't seen you in a while but no. um, but I certainly since uh, Ten Cents a Dance with John Doyle yes oh. where you right. played saxophone yeah. Donna played the saxophone. They sent me to Juilliard. To learn how to play the saxophone. I always respected horn players, but now I really do to learn how to. And he uh, sent you, you just, to Juilliard. That's excellent. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Juilliard and learn that's John, right? No, that's Mary and, and John Doyle, who, if you've ever worked with him, it's just an, an incredible thing. It is. And I have to tell you, I, I had to take notes the first time because of, of all the work, and, I, and I'm just going to catch up a little bit. Um, because you're working on For the Girls with Kristen Chenoweth right now. Yeah, Kristen right and now. I are going to be... Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, The Prom, which is a show I loved. Where you, Beth. You, uh, mean Girls Conducting, t- Tuck Everlasting, Fighting Neverland, Big Fish, Company. Now, when I first saw you... Um, did you see Company, the John Doyle version? Well, and, and Raoul. Was that the one with Raoul? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, I was very subjective, you know, the, uh, being in the original, I went, oh, how sure, are they sure, going to sure. do this? Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's not 25 musicians anymore most of the time, right? No. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Most but of the time, it was yeah. eight musicians? In company? In company. When no, you, we, nine? Had, uh, well, we had like 12 cast members and they all had to play different things. Right. They switched yes, instruments I all around. <laughs> yes, wow. I do remember it was very that. But you different. had a group of musicians on the side, right? No, just the actors. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, then, then this, because yeah, the arrangements, exciting. because I didn't know you then, and, and when I heard those arrangements, I went, 
this is fantastic. The feeling tone, the what you brought to that score, and uh, and I know it so well. And it was you just do know it well. yeah. And you got Thank an you. award for yeah. that, of course. Thank you. I'd like to see it again. Sometimes I hear I saw it the first time, and I went, you know what? Let's go see that again. But then you can't because <laughs> it's <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> but it's coming back. I know, but that's it'll right. be different. Yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. It looks very different. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Beth? Yes. Uh, it, one of the things I love about uh, doing this is that I can say to you in person, congratulations, and what a Thank year you. you've had. Thank you so much. Prom and uh, It was really special. And coming out, I mean, uh, for all the things you've done, I mean, I was right there just cheering you on like everybody else because your presence, this fantastic voice, and you seize the stage and the character. And, Thank you. And it's just... You made me cry. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 just, a, it's just wonderful. And Thank to see you. that kind of... Even though we kind of downplay, if you've been in show business more than five years, you try to downplay the awards so that you can mm -hmm. keep be the worker bee that you called right. yourself, which right. I relate to. Uh, but sometimes it's really great to see, you know, that... And uh, was 42nd Street your first mm -hmm. show? Mm -hmm. The original then, company. Not the original cast, but the original company. And then I... I wonder how many other people have done this, have had the privilege to be old enough to do the revival yes. <laughs> and to play the old roles. As I made my Broadway debut as Anytime Annie, and I wish they'd right. sent me to Juilliard to learn to tap. Because right. <laughs> I had to learn it kind of all by myself. And oh, it's no. a skill that I'm really glad I did learn because thankfully... You'll never forget it, I right? will never forget it. My mother sent me to Betty Kovacs School of Dance in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, North Carolina. And I, so, yep, and I took four years of tap at a very young age, so I kind of knew the vocabulary. Right, right. But then I had to... And work your ass off to I get that. I worked my yeah. ass off. And, you know, now I'm really glad I, I, I can tap. Yeah. I'd rather not do it right now. But <laughs> if I had to, I could pull back across right. the Saudi's floor. And then um, Mamma Mia. I mean, Mama all, Mia. I mean I'm yeah. just... See, I have to, I have to okay. refer I, to this. Mm. Um, and just... Every, what, what Drowsy chaperones. Oh, my God, yes. That's okay. That's yeah. one I'm really yeah. proud of. Yeah. And when I saw you in the prom, it's like, did you see the prom, Teresa? I did. I loved it. Thank you. I um, came backstage, and you didn't know me, but I'm, I'm friends with, uh, with Brooks. And so I was, like, telling everybody as an anonymous sweet. person how great it was. I just thought it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you you're a friend with Brooks? <laughs> I am a friend. I'm friends with just Brooks. Kidding. I you know, adore him. And watch, and everybody was great. And, and seeing it, I, I couldn't help but think, um, what was that room like in rehearsal? Oh, my gosh. Uh, did you oh, laugh? It was a lot. Yeah, it was, it was sometimes really hard. And that was part of the, the what was so great about the show and its passion and how close we were together, but how we all felt so safe in the room that we could literally come in with the creative team and the cast and throw everything we had up against the wall and see what stuck and not be afraid of anything yeah. and trust each other. And it's really, really challenging to be in a room with Brooks and Chris and Angie and, and Josh Lehman and all our cast and not laugh most of the day, which I also think served the storytelling as mm -hmm. well. It was probably the happiest year of my life. Yeah. Well, you know what? That emanated from the stage. Oh, good. Because the it love was really backstage. You can't. You can't. Uh, it comes. It comes through. Yeah. Right, Mary Mitchell. I thought it was. Yeah. It, we had a lot of fun. Sometimes we just have to go. Okay, people, stop. Stop yeah. laughing. Everybody, let's okay, just get on task and yeah. see if we can figure out how to end this number. It's <laughs> great. Cadillac of problems. Now, Teresa. So I'm. I'm just so honored that you're here. The, Thank the, you. The work that you have done. I mean, you are. Uh, 
the major voice for our theater, and, and not just this country, but the world. <laughs> I, I honestly believe that. Awesome. Yeah, I honestly thank believe you. that. Thank I, you. I do believe it. And then, you know, it's like I'm, I'm Googling very superficially, and then I had no idea, because I've seen some of the plays and I've loved it. I mean, uh, Alan Rickman is one of my favorite oh, yeah. actors, oh. and Janet McTeer. And, and then I read about... All, all of the plays. I mean, now over what? For 30? Uh, this one, actually, every now and then I count them. Just yeah, to I like go, count. how many are there? <laughs> um, so I don't know actually how many in general there are, but this one that we're doing uh, up at MCC, Seared with right. Raul uh, Esparza uh, and Krista Rodriguez, is the 19th one I've had off Broadway or on Broadway. Wow. So I know wow. it's a lot. Wow, that's amazing. It's a lot. It's amazing. I'm like, Bring it on, yeah. man. What else? Yes. Yeah. So, That's amazing. So I'm, I do feel honored by that in a way. You know, like it's a body of work. And yes. I, I'm, now, when, let know. me ask you a question because I was reading some comments and everything. You are the most Broadway produced female playwright. Now, yeah, this is, it's a weird, are you it's very like, specific and weird. What it's is like that? straight plays. I, you know, everybody always goes, because you guys are all mus musical right. theater. People look at me and go, have you ever done a musical? And I'm like, you know, not really. Um, I, I mean, I wrote one that's, that we're still trying to figure out how to get it done. It's, I think it's very beautiful with Kim Sherman. Do you guys know yeah, Kim Sherman? I the love great Kim Sherman. Kim Sherman. But um, it's big, and so we haven't had any luck getting that done. But that's the only one I've ever, other, other than that, I write straight plays. I mean, yeah. I've always, that was my dream, was to write plays. I wanted to, like, be Chekhov or oh. Arthur Miller. That's just what, what my, and my so instrument sort of stands there. So you always had that affinity, too. Yeah, writing. yeah, I just never... I don't know. I just never moved into. Every now and then, someone says you should write a musical, and I'm like, oh, really? It seems like a lot of work. Um, and <laughs> well, uh, also the high high part of the the, the moments. Yeah, are, I'm are always taken. like well, the Neil way Simon I did it, didn't like that. I know. I was like, wait a minute. So like my best stuff, you're going to hand over to a composer, <laughs> and someone's going to turn yeah. it yeah. into a song. Wait a minute. Like, wait. That doesn't. Yeah. Right. right. So uh, so I I've had four plays on Broadway. And I'm a woman, and they're plays. I think that's what the deal is. Yeah. And that nobody's done that since, like, Lillian Hellman. Wow. Yeah, so that's so, why it's such a weird... So it's a... It's like, yes, that's great. I'm really proud. But, but, but is it's there a, a part pretty of weird... You, yeah, is there a part right? of you that goes, do we have to do the gender thing? Right. Can't we just... You know, well, is that, you know, I'm it's so... It's important, I'm, I guess, right now. Listen, like, you, you know how it is. You, like, live with it your whole life. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, you just go... Okay. Whatever, Fine. you know. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel that way. And I'm really grateful that Me Too happened. It did change the discussion because, I, you know, I got some really crazy reviews over the years where it was like, what did they think they saw? And meanwhile, <laughs> everybody else saw the play that was, you know what I mean? So now I think that there is a more of a sense of, like, trying to understand, you know, I've always tried to speak from, like, the, my point of view, you know, sort of, right. which is a different point of view sure. than other points of views in the... Now, is Spike right. Heels your first yeah. play? It was my first play in New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, I mean, I had to stop writing the, the, the yeah, awards say, Let's hear all too. those 19. You know, let's I know. I was like, 19, 19, 19, Right? What year was... I have five brothers and sisters, and my mom used to go, we're just about that little dog. I do. I call I my children do. my dog's names. It's like, Louie, Tony, what, what the hell is your name? <laughs> Sam, get in here. <laughs> what was, what, what we're up against? When was that? That was a couple years ago. I actually wrote that back when I wrote Spike Heels. It was, mm -hmm. you know, like 1992. 
um, and and nobody ever did it. Um, and then they just did it. And it, it was it did happen like during. You, you know, it was one of those things where it was about women in the workplace and what yeah. happens. Mm -hmm. And nobody would touch it. And then all of a sudden, they decided they wanted to do it up there at the Women's Project. And Jenna Siegel, who's a wonderful advocate for female artists, she's a producer who really wants to stand, you know, and get women's stories out there told by female uh, creators. You know, because a lot of times, like, they go... I'm always like, wait a minute, there, you know, there are no women on the creative team of women on the verge of a nervous breakdown, come wait, on. Wait, wait. And, you know, and like Tootsie, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, that's <laughs> not to say anything about these wonderful artists, but it does feel like that there's still a, a, a there's still a plenty of room to grow and, and in terms need, of, yeah. There's yeah. need to make an effort sure. now to make yeah. sure that it's that there so are balanced. More, anyway, so uh, that's... Um, so that actually happened with what we're up against that nobody, they were all kind of like, I don't know, I couldn't figure out what the problem was. I think they thought I was making it up or something. And so then, uh, then they, we were in the middle of producing it when Me Too like hit and everybody went, oh, you're not making it. I was like, no, 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 none of us are making this up. This is actually accurate. It's cinema verite. You know? Yes. Yep. <laughs> You know, when, when um, one of the shows we were talking about being a, a, a girl growing up in the 50s, Midwestern, mm -hmm. I came to New York with, you know, observing and realizing that I had to survive by not being forthright, but my oh, yeah. way was, because of the way I was raised, that I had to kind of maneuver, negotiate things to protect myself. And I never liked it, I, you know, but it was, a, it, I just thought that's the way it is and I, I don't like it, but, you know, but I kept myself safe. I'm, I but admire it, it, you deeply. I'm direct to a fault. You know, yeah. I'm like when it's just the, it's just but it's my great, DNA. But I don't know. That is. You know? <laughs> like, anyway, I do admire you And also, you speaking of that, you were like another award that jumped out at me was, here we oh, go. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, Thank you so much. Newsweek. Nice. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Thank you. Okay. Wow. Thank I you. know, right? I'm going to change my look order. what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, wow. They look amazing. I know. So bon, bon appétit. appétit. Thank so, you. Um, you know, uh, Newsweek. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God, yes. The, I mean, I hadn't heard of this before, but uh, 150, you were one of the uh, 150 most fearless women in the world. Whoa. And wow. I know. It was like a while ago. Too, though. I'm like, Never. I want it again. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who goes, I'm greedy. I want to see company again. I want to get that award again. Do you know what I mean? Because it was a while ago. But Yeah. yeah it's, That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was sort of great when that happened. Um, okay, I want to ask about... Uh, oh, the, so I want to um, kind of throw something in the middle of the table, not the food, uh, a kind of a question, but to do it, I want to illustrate it by this. I was thinking about when I was interviewing Jerry Mitchell mm -hmm. once, who was a wonderful uh, director, as you know, and, and he was generous to give me this interview. And uh, I said, so... Um, when when did you really know that you that you wanted to do what you do? Because that's that's endlessly fascinating well, it really to me. Is. Why we do what we do, right. and it doesn't always happen at the same time for people's journey. You know, it 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 goes all over the place, or it starts later, or whatever. Sure. You know, the connection you make with yourself. Um, and he said, I remember the day very well. I was sitting in Paw Paw, Michigan, and at my 
on, a, on the kitchen table with my mother, and I said, I'm going to be on Broadway, and nobody's going to stop me. Wow. And how old was just five. Whoa. Five? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, fabulous. I couldn't speak. Not I pretty amazing. That, yeah. Five. And I, I just thought, and, you know, when I thought about it, the, the fact that he was there making that pronouncement with his mother... In Pawpaw. In Pawpaw. In Pawpaw. That supportive, that home base, mm -hmm. the support, he, you know, was assertive that mm -hmm. way. As a kid, you know, it makes sense to me. No, but that's, that's impressive. impressive. Does anyone uh, metaphorically have that uh, a moment where you recognized... Okay, well, I had a moment when I was 16 because I had always wanted to be a writer. I sort of, I was the one who was like, I'm six years old, I'm going to be a writer. Wait, can I ask where but, you were born? Yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati okay, Ohio. And, um, and then... So you I were got, like 10, I read, that when you started writing, though. I was six. Six. I was okay. really... Six? I was wow. like pre-conscious. You know, they actually... Six. They, wow. my, my aunt had a story that I wrote when I was, she saved it. And when she really? died, we found it in her things, this little story I wrote when I was six. She was wow. my mother's twin sister, so she was like my second mother. Gotcha. And, um, and uh, so I had this kind of pre-cognitive like, idea that I'm a writer, right? Um, and then, then I was improbably good at chemistry. So everybody went, you should be a doctor or a chemist. And I was like, I think that I get it. Because I, actually, I really like it. Sometimes I just read books about the periodic table and stuff because you I do? find it really interesting. Oh, yes. It's very <laughs> wow. relaxing. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but I was still going, well, I, but you're a writer. And then I got involved in theater in high school. I started acting in plays. Right. And so then I wanted to be an actor. And then I thought, no, I thought I was just deeply confused. And then there was this moment where I thought you could put acting and writing together and be a playwright. It seemed like ABC, you know, yeah. A plus B equals C. So I said to my mother, I was 16, and I said to my mother, I think I'd like to be a playwright. And she like went pale. There was this kind of like, what? And anyway, so then the clarity all left again for years and years and years. But it would come back in moments like, well, if you're going to be a playwright, you better start writing some plays. You know, it was sort of like sitting there. What did you study in school? Like at grad undergraduate? Mm -hmm. English. Oh, I was an English sense. major. Yeah. I know everybody says don't let your kids major in the humanities, and I'm like, what do you mean? It's an education. Yeah. So, but but you kept writing. You, I did. I did. It, I did. It was, it was always kind of just something. Because it did was always of. there then. Yeah. And your mother was worried worried that well, that might no, not be the right. I know. She, there, there was no. You know, it was Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. My parents are Catholic Republicans, or my mother's a Democrat now. But there was like no container for this idea. It was mm -hmm. like it was just madness. It was mm -hmm. an insane thing to say. Like Jerry, I mean, I was sixteen, so it wasn't as insane as Jerry Mitchell going. I'm going to go to Broadway at five. <laughs> but it was still. Die, yeah. It was utterly peculiar. I didn't know mm -hmm. what Broadway was. I, yes, yeah. how did you discover I had no. I have no idea. Um, you do now. Movie? I, do now. <laughs> I think so. I mean, there was no... We didn't ever go to theater. We didn't oh. ever have theater to go to. That's changed now. Well, thank God. You're both from the same state. Where are you from? North Carolina. North, mm -hmm. North Carolina. Yeah. So, and my parents weren't into the arts at all. You know, my father worked at a Coca-Cola company and then the TV station. My mother was a florist and a stay-at-home mom. So I honestly have no idea. Television? Where the curiosity, not really, but I remember. Raleigh. My sister lives there. Really? Mm -hmm. 
like, I, like I said, yeah. now it uh, has so much. There's, yeah, a, there's a lot, a lot of going arts, on now. a lot happening. Thank goodness. Well, when did you go to dance school? She made me go in elementary school. Oh, okay. And then I had to go to Cotillion. Oh, of course you oh, did. Oh, wow. Because it's the coming out party. Of, I didn't have a coming oh, out I, party, but I did have to learn that. how to uh, No, but my friend's dad. <laughs> it was a, it's but a I, thing. I remember sometime in middle school, we and we very rarely went to movies, but we went and saw Music Man with Robert Preston and Shirley Jones, and I remember disappearing into the film. Mm -hmm. Literally don't remember sitting anymore. And But I didn't, like I said, I didn't well, know what to do with it until my senior year in high school and my my best friend asked me to audition for the senior spring musical. Were like, you singing what? yet? No. What was it? It was Brigadoon, and I got the third lead. <laughs> and what song did you sing? Uh, I'm not sure I had a solo. Where'd you go, Bonnie? Da, 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 da. Something like that. But I, I love it when musical people do this. I know. <laughs> just <laughs> something else. Sing. Playwright singing. But again, my parents, I, I, I went, and they were... They thought it was just kind of precious that I was doing a musical, but Aww. I was supposed to get married and have children and mm -hmm. a real job. So I went to undergraduate school and I have a degree in social work counseling, which has that, come in enormously. You went to Meredith. Mm -hmm. My mom went to Meredith. That's right. So you went to Meredith, mm -hmm. and that's what you majored in. I majored in social work and counseling. I don't uh, think I've ever known counseling. this, as long as I've known you. Why and I, be you being because there was no, 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 no. I really yeah. did. There yeah. was I mean, no, in terms of it being so useful. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, right. the counseling is about listening and responding, yeah. listening, and uh, mm -hmm. so that's what acting is. And mm -hmm. but I did every. I had a theater minor because there was no theater major, and I had a teacher. I had a mentor who mm. pushed and suggested and made me uncomfortable and made me happy. Mm. Wow. And I did everything I could get my hands on until the very end when I graduated. And she said, "You need oh. to see what happens with this." And I said, "I'm not moving to New York. I'm terrified." Terrified. Mm -hmm. So I went and got an MFA from the University of North Carolina, and those two years changed my life. And then I knew what Broadway was. Yeah. Wow. So and you then did you go? Then I went after I got my equity card. At a, I got an, I did an internship at a theater in Pennsylvania for eight mm -hmm. months and answered the phone and made costumes and struck sets and was the third sword carrier from the left in Taming of the Shrew. Wait, which theater? Uh, it was, uh, yes. Allentown, Pennsylvania Stage Company in Allentown. In Allentown. Oh, Allentown! Yes. I know Allentown. Yeah. <laughs> and my first musical I did in, in college was Applause. Oh. Remember that? Yes, very well. I choreographed it, which is so ridiculous. Oh my ridiculous. God. Is there Who video? Uh, I choreographed it and was in the ensemble. I, tr I tried out for Bonnie and didn't get it. I'm I was trying to get to you to choreo. sing again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait. You just wait when I finish my salad. But nine months of doing all, you know, yeah. just doing everything. Like, well, I feel like sense. I paid my dues. Yeah. You know, it was one of those moments. Like when I teach a master class, I go for musicals. I'm like, have you worked at a um, theme park? Have you done dinner theater? Have you done, you know, there's right. like a, a ship. Have you done one of those cruise things? Have you done a cruise things? I have not. See, oh. now, that wasn't really that trendy when I moved you to New do, York. You should do that. Well, I've well, sung on a cruise dinner ship, theater which is probably well, a little less common now. Oh, yeah, I like, have. You've gone on the cruise oh, yeah, you've and sang. Sang. You've sung on cruises. Yeah. It was really fun. Was it fun? Did you go, did you go with other people? Like, no, you just, like me. Friend, just, just me. No, the theater guild before I have they, a fantasy about this, that you, guys all, that you all go on cruises together and sing beautiful, you know, like the best singers just have we've fun. got. You know, you and Brian Stokes Mitchell and... 
you know, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. and Brooks and, and that you're out there on the high seas singing, singing together. Singing show tunes, yes. changing lives. <laughs> that's right. yeah, never, that's, this particular um, ship I was on, not very many people spoke English, so it was kind of like, oh, note to self. Where did you go? <laughs> to Rome. Oh, and, oh wow. I mean, who cares? I mean, I, they could <laughs> feel like I love. No, it's called uh, Crystal Cruises. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was really, really, really spectacular. Okay, so did you leave from New York and flew across the ocean? Nope. I oh, flew, you flew to Rome, and then we we uh, sailed and then took out a cruise of Rome. from there. Took the cruise from there. It was okay. Really and then where amazing. did the cruise go? All the way up. We went <laughs> to Barcelona. Really what I want to know. Um, <laughs> where's the place with the races? The famous. Oh yes, that famous Sebastian. No, not that. famous. You know, Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. Oh, uh, Monte Carlo. But you know, that said, I knew I had two shows to do. So until I got through with those shows, sure, you were it wasn't yourself. really yeah, a vacation. vacation. Yeah. When that was done, it was like, whoa! Yes, right, right. <laughs> then you were like, we're. Yeah. yeah. Teresa, you could go on one of those. I could not. Come on. Sure you can. Well, you're what too am busy, I going to do? No, I mean, what am I going to do? Stand up there Story and answer yeah. questions? Yeah. No, 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 because <laughs> they, they, they have it's different now, right. but but there's, they still do them. You would, yeah, you'd have one afternoon where you would sit and, oh, yeah, and there do was, a Q&A. Yeah. There were artists and your whole trip would be paid for. Questions. I think you're making this up. No, I'm not. We're going to find you a cruise. No, I'm not. That's the goal. Teresa Absolutely. Goes on a cruise. I love that book. So yeah, that that's it. That's possible. That's that's a real. I used to tour with the theater guild, and it was uh, the Langners before they no longer do it. Right. But we would take. We'd have um, Patricia Munzel, Pat Munzel, um, oh Brian Bedford would do his evening of 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 uh, Shakespeare. Oh wow! Oh really? I, we would take one musical comedy singer dancer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, we would and Leroy Reams would do it, and oh, wow. we'd have. Um, We'd have our own audience, and there'd be like seven of us, and we each wow. would have dinner. Judy Kay did it once. Mm-hmm. We would sit around, have dinner, and watch someone else's show. We'd have a two-week vacation. Um, everything was paid for. The only thing, we didn't get uh, a fee. Right, but, but you had, had a vacation. a beautiful trip. Right. And watched everybody else's show, and then so I know that feeling of when you have a show, you can't drink the night before. You You just have to behave. But after you do your show, then then it's yeah. yeah. Then we we it's a great way to see the world. It really is. I wish I'd done a national tour. Oh, you know when I was really young Mm -hmm. to go see the world that way. I Mm -hmm. I just hear of people's experiences, but I didn't. (laughs) But you might. I might. I'm you know never say never. Never say never. Never say never. Yeah, national tours do seem. Kind of, I just we we just were the Mean Girls national tour. All oh, right. I just came back from Buffalo, and the whole time I was like, maybe I should do a national tour just, just to see the country. And just <laughs> I know you've never experience. done a national tour either. I did. Um, I did like a really short-lived non-equity tour of Greece uh-huh. when I was very young. And so you like ran around and music. Well, it was like one. Out? Yeah, it was like one-nighters across Canada. <laughs> You know the yeah the middle the middle part of Canada. There's a middle part between, you know, Toronto. You have Toronto, Montreal. You have Vancouver. The middle. That was our one-nighters. It was very interesting. I don't think you have to be young when you do that. It was really pretty, actually. But the one-nighter thing is really hard. Louise's. Yes, Banff. Yeah, Banff. Everyone should go to Banff. Oh, yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Well, I figured that my tour. We I'll tell them to go to, go to Banff. Or you could go on your own. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> but a national tour is like, you, uh, I'm glad I did it in my 20s because mm-hmm. I never have to do it again. You did know? you do it for a, how long? Um, a year. Yeah. A full year? Yeah. What a funny thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh. 
That's where did you go? Oh, all, all over. I mean, I, did I you mean, stay all the like big for, for like Chicago? Did, you went to, how long were you in Chicago? Uh, they that's those are the days when they used to to like maybe six weeks. So wow, you had like six week sit downs in different yeah, big cities. in different different big cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, see, that's a great really education. Ideal. It was Did great. Did you go to Marshall Fields and get the chocolate? Oh, and then State Fair. Yeah, it was great. I, I saw a lot, and I, I, you know, and I love New York. I love just the more I can stay here, but I, mm -hmm. I still travel a lot. Doing and things. you were young when you came to New York, right? Yeah. And so were you. Yeah, I was. But you were. I feel like you were. Well, young. mine is a cautionary tale. <laughs> I ran away. I mean, you did. You were like yeah. 16? Yeah. Do you know what I want to hear? A cautionary tale. I was that sounds and then good. What happened? She was 15. You oh were 15. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then, then, oh, I wrote, I wrote it about it. Um, but then my father came and and took me home, and then they let me go oh, again, well. and I never knew why. I had a job, um, but I think my dance teacher said, "Let her go," and then. Don't send her any money and she'll come back soon, you know. She ah. has a job, you know. And that fueled my desire to not go back and to keep working. To prove to show them. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to prove them wrong, yeah. I'll bet. So, but that's a, that's a very, that's a strong thing to do. And I, the guilt, uh, you sent me to therapy uh, for so wait, years. So you never went back? No, I never did because I was, I had good ballet training, so I was able to keep working, you know. Um, but you know, when I when I teach now, if I do master classes, mm -hmm. I don't encourage that, right. you know, because it was hard. It is sure. But I loved it. I mean, I was like, when you're that young, you you're so omnipotent. You think, you know, I thought yeah. I was almost too innocent. Yeah. So that people, I scared people that they stayed <laughs> away from mm -hmm. me. You know. Um, <laughs> but I love New York, the New York experience. Now you're you're you're. Are you? I'm from Ohio. Okay, Midwestern. Yes. So what was it like, the New York experience, when, when, when and you're from? I'm North Carolina. North Carolina. Beth but, and I are from close right. to the same place. But I came from a big city compared to what? Yeah, I came from the farm. Like, literally a and farm. You, and you, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah and you were pig, young, married. Pigs and tobacco and But when you, peaches. But, but yeah. so what, what, what well, I moved, moved after, you? I moved right after college, but my story was like, I, I was always interested in piano. Um, and I started, I asked for piano for Christmas when I was three. Now, how well, did you know that's what you wanted? I don't know. I did just you was see, always... Did you hear music? I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I could always, it was weird. I could always play the piano. Like, I could, I played in church mostly, but I would, I could walk up to a piano and play it. It was like a language I understood. Hmm. And, um, because I played by ear. That's and amazing. And it just sort of made sense to me. Um, and then I started formal lessons when I was eight, and I started playing in restaurants when I was ten. Ten, so I was, yeah. Last year, I was dollar like, bills. It was it was called Abrams. Abrams, and it was in downtown Wilson, so it was go. like further away. But it, but they had a seafood buffet on Friday and Saturday nights, so oh, I was geez. the pianist for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I, it was great though. I was it made me really think about repertoire. <laughs> I had to like listen to the radio more, and I like. You know, and I would. Like I got really good. I got really good at getting tips, and so. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> so it was. I would, boy. Right, I know. If I saw a ten-year-old kid, I'd give him. No. Oh, yeah, right. Well, did you sing along? When... I didn't. No, but I would. I would. You know, it was small town, so it was regular. So I just remember everybody's favorite songs, and I would just mm. do a medley of their favorite songs when they walked in. Oh <laughs> my so god! They would, they would feel obligated. That's so smart. <laughs> yeah. Obligated to give that girl. So yeah. That was so what what prompted New York? When, um, when, when I, did you well, start I, I went away to I went away to I I sort of ran away at sixteen to 
um, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to the governor school. Uh, I did governor school in the summer, and then I decided to go to North Carolina School of the Arts for high school, which is like a high school and a college. Um, and I went there for high school. But because it's a high school and a college, you're basically living as a college student, really, because mm-hmm. you're in classes with college students, and all my music classes were with college students. Some of them are who I work with now on Broadway, which I find <laughs> very funny. We have a lot of... They remember me at 16. It's highly amusing. Um, <laughs> T. Oliver Reed. So oh, yeah. T. Was in my, he was in my German class. I just did a reading with him last week. Yeah. Yeah. He was... Yeah, so we laugh about that. But, um, but yeah, so I saw a production of Baby um, that, that Lauren Ward starred in, actually. Um, if you know Lauren, and uh, and I was 16, and I was like, I want to do that. I want to tell sort of what your epiphany of like this putting it to this. yeah. For and me, it was like music and storytelling. Yeah, this makes sense to me. Yeah. And then your first year in New York, I, I mean, got when, to, I worked with you in my first well, year in New York with with the, a Sweet Charity. With sweet Charity. <laughs> wow. There was a Cy Coleman was well, I think my your big first mentor, mentor yeah. here, yeah, right? For sure. I love Cy so much. Did you yeah. know? I didn't. Did I mean, we had met, but we never had the opportunity to work um, together. He, uh, he was amazing. What was that? It was at Lincoln Center. It was, it was a, at Lincoln Center. It was Avery Fisher. It was um, a big, a big Broadway Cares benefit. Yes. Right. Ah. And we had five charities. Donna was one of them. Gwen. Yes, oh. yes. It was you, Gwen, Cheetah, Cheetah Debbie, Debbie Allen, and uh, Bibi. Oh my Bibi. gosh. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And I was like royalty. I had just moved to New York. And the my goals, I was not Jerry Mitchell. I was not like, I'm gonna take over Broadway and nothing's gonna stop me. I was like, I'm gonna move from my farmland to New York and try and get one good credit and move back down to North Carolina. Really? Yes, Whoa. that was my big goal was to get a credit and so then that leave. I could so that Whoa, I could eat, that I could like have a career in North Carolina because I had done something in New York. Um, wow. That was my big goal. But you succeeded. <laughs> but you have achieved your goal. But the thing that, do you goal. know this about her, that she met uh, Paul Newman right through Cy? Yeah, through Cy. And you, I didn't know this, you uh, you st- worked administratively with uh, the Newman's Home. Own. Yeah, with Newman's Home. Did that prep yeah. you for your wonderful nonprofit And then I started a nonprofit, yes. It was largely that, because of Paul Newman. Because Largely. I didn't know that you had that, you know, yeah, kind no, of training. He, and, well, he, like, um, I got to spend a lot of time with him. Oh, and wow. And he, fantastic. Yeah. I don't think it's ever come <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Donna. Well, for sure. Donna, things we learn at the ladies' room. Um, he, yeah, he, he was just, like, my favorite thing about him is that he, he had this really quirky, odd sense of humor. He was very off like he would, he it was his favorite thing to take his name tag and scratch out his name and write Robert Redford over it. Which was hilarious. Um, and he would tell really funny, like sort of witty jokes. But he, but he was so passionate about um, leveraging his success. For um, he basically just said, "I feel like I've been given, I've had so much luck, and it is my job to share that luck with people who did not get that luck." Fantastic. And so he really focused on children who mm-hmm. had been given, like, a life-threatening illness. And so that was his big mission. And I got really passionate about kids, and I, was, I loved how he leveraged everything he was doing for the did greater that, good. Did that, is that kind of a stepping stone for you to go to India? It was. I went to India for... I started a nonprofit, <laughs> and went to India Yeah, for, tell us about it. Yeah, it's I, called ASTEP. It's, um, I know a little bit, but... Almost no. 15 years now. You have two careers. I sort of have two careers, yeah. Okay. Well, this is so fascinating. So what is the, <laughs> mm-hmm. is it in India, the nonprofit? We work in India. We work in India, Africa, and the U.S. And it's you. It's like creating individualized arts programming for specific groups of children. 
that are in really dire situations. Uh-huh. So, like, in India, we have two major programs. One is is in a orphanage slash boarding school for children who are lowest caste. Uh-huh. Um, wow. And it's a pretty high-level English medium education that they're getting. And then we work with Teach for India. We wrote a musical that... Um, called Maya, which is about a girl saving the world and teaching courage, compassion, and wisdom that's toured around the country. But we took 35 kids from slum areas outside of Pune and basically gave them a two-and-a-half-year musical theater school, which was really wow. quite amusing. And you bring people over? We bring it's New York artists over, um, and we work in Africa with Dick Scanlon, who runs our program there. You know Dick Scanlon. I do. I love him. And then, um, and then we have a ton of programming here in the city with refugee children, with kids in or- uh homeless shelters, with kids with incarcerated parents, with... It's and everything's major, sort of built around what yeah. they're up against. But you, it's a major organization now that you cover all We're that... We're getting there, yeah. ...that ground. <laughs> wow, oh, fantastic. It's been around a while. Yeah, it's, 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 an inter- it's like having a lot of children. That's yeah. how I view it. <laughs> because I admire the fact that I, I have no children. I don't even have two cats, I said, you know, kind of. Uh, but to negotiate a life, to have a life... Mm-hmm. To have a family life, mm. it's something that, that's eluded me, but I admire it so much, especially in my women friends who are able to raise. And when Angie Shore was on yes. once, you know, your friend, your dear my girl, um, you know, she said it was kind of, she married into a, a family, a family, a built yeah. family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were mm-hmm. like 10 and almost teenagers, right? Right. That was kind of shocking. Can you imagine? Yeah. She she's amazing. And she, she is amazing. an amazing family. So how was that? Was that ever a, that's that was just a given that you went well? The work will take care of you know the family's life. The family life is here, and the work. And uh, oh, you mean that balance? Yeah. Um, that, you know, I have to say, I you know I don't come from money, and my husband doesn't either, and we were pretty broke. And I started getting some work in television, like in the early 90s and I got offered NYPD Blue in the second oh, season yeah. and I and I had just had a kid I had that was and I had my son and I was like I'm not doing another t-, you know because I had done a very little bit of television show and my uh, television work my husband who's a stage manager he was like you need to think about this I mean it was a great offer and I learned a lot and I'm really glad I did it but I was confused because I had just had this baby and he said I'll stay home with the kid you should go and actually it wasn't and then he never went back to work you know, uh-huh. so I really have always had a stay. You so know, you both worked it yeah. out where you could do your work. He and... just turned into a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. And so, you know, every now and then someone says to me, how do you get so much work done? I'm like, you know, I got the deal. I yeah. got, That's pretty I, great. Yeah, I got the deal. Yeah. Uh, because my husband is really, well, you know, raised, stayed at home, raised the kids. I did too, you know, you should, but it's like, I think that for, are you, do you have kids? I have two kids. And does your husband have a... My ex-husband. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, I became the breadwinner. We could right, see that's what I did. whose path was going to support, and I was getting work. And so John decided that he would stay home, and we yeah. moved and got a house in Jersey. And um, I was doing Crazy For You and Showboat and breastfeeding at the same time. But I wow. wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. We just, yeah. You just make it work. Yeah. You just make it work. There's times when I can't be at the soccer game Mm. but there's times when I can and you know there was always a parent there was always someone representing and uh, you know loving our kids at all times right 
and that's yeah. how our family works. Yeah, and I didn't. There, I, there were a lot of things I I didn't miss because uh, when you're a writer, you're yeah, home you can, writing, and you're like, oh, it's Halloween day at the school. <laughs> right. I get to run down to the street and. That's the other thing I wanted to ask you about. The, what interests me about, um, I, I'm kind of in awe of people who do that for a living, that write, that, mm -hmm. that, that artistry, that talent. Um, because it is, you are with yourself alone, and you can do... Now, when you did television, see the facility to be able to go from mm -hmm. theater mm -hmm. to television... And then film, and which is a whole other animal. And then right? back. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that. Did you always have that ability just to write when and when you needed to, or because tell isn't that really fast? I mean, Neil Simon, I had a great conversation with him. Mm -hmm. I loved him. Uh, where he's where he, I learned something. He said for him, he could make changes whole scenes. As I read, a director mm -hmm. said that about you. Because of his TV writing, he said, I had the same ritual every morning. I would get up from 9 to 12. I would sit in front of the typewriter. Uh, no computers. Sure. Uh, and whether I wrote one word or, you know, 170 words, I would just 9 to 12 mm -hmm. every day. And, and he said, and I was able to... Uh, be fat, develop that, and then when I did plays, I could just, you know, nothing was precious yeah, to yeah, Neil. That's true. If we were out of town and he needed a whole scene, he would just go back to the hotel, write it, and come back. Did that, did you always have that ability to change style? Or I actually was... like, I like that, that idea of not being, I'm always like, hey, you can lose that. When you reach a point where you go, oh, if there's enough good stuff, then you can kind of cut sure. anything, because there'll be plenty of good mm -hmm. stuff left. And so you don't have to get, like, and there's more greedy about, this from, is my right. best line I've ever written, I can't cut it. You, like, go... Yeah, maybe it's not the best line. Maybe it just belong. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of times I'm like, I love cutting because it sort of energizes everything really quickly. And so I'm always like, maybe we should cut act two. And people go, okay, Teresa. I mean, uh, because, and I'm actually, that's the big warning on me when I'm in rehearsal. I'm like, you guys don't let, you know, stop me if, if I cut too deeply because I, I tend to go, hey, look. You know, they're going, maybe we cut these two lines. And I'm like, cut the whole page and they go no 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 um so uh so i'm i i i'm interested i've always been interested in writing i like every bit of it somebody asked me about it one time they, they were like i don't want to do the mingy stuff i was like there is no mingy stuff i like every comma i like mm -hmm. when i finish i like everything i like punctuation i like semicolons i like please bring it back right punctuation. punctuation i like yeah i'm not as good on internet stuff but I do this thing like when I finish a play, I'm not allowed to make a title page until I get to the end. And then I go and I find a font. I, I get to like pick fonts and how big do you want it? It's, you know, I like all of it. You make so, it fun. Oh, it's really, I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, which most people, they're like, you like writing? You know, but most people or a lot of people feel more like Dorothy Parker, who's famously said, I hate writing, but I love having written. And I'm like, no, 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 I think it's kind of fun. I will say, however, I've gotten to a point in my career because I started directing. Yeah, I'm well, like, I really don't want to go back to like just being at home writing and then handing off the thing and just showing up while everybody else is having all the fun. I'm I wanted to know about the film, the, the Trouble. I saw yeah. bits, bits of it. And was that your first direction? Uh, I had, for a I, had, um, had a I had a, I made a short movie and then I also made a, a movie like we shot it in eight days. That was fun. 
Um, <laughs> I'm based on one of my plays, and it's it's poor behavior, and I like that a lot. Right. I think that one came out really well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested in filmmaking, sure, for sure. But if you're we writing, if you're writing, it's wonderful to be able to. But not so much with plays. I, you it's know, I still I've been directing a lot for the theater, and yeah? then I direct my own plays, and people, and you know, and the, it always comes out great. I get great reviews. I mean, I you should get reviews this good for it, you know. And people are still flipped out by it. I'm like, when That's you know, unusual. a lot of people are stepping out of their lanes right now, as we should. It's mm -hmm. like you know, and I think that partially because I wrote this play about Sarah Bernhardt, who did everything. You know, she like she starred, she like uh, she owned the theater, she directed that. I mean, she was one of those people like Henry Irving. You know, they were like no actor boundaries. managers right. and they did everything. And this idea that playwrights cannot also direct, I think, was invented at some point. I don't know who invented it, but it's I do. I, I don't you know, there are a lot. There's a lot of really interesting work coming along now from many different ways of creating work. And I think that we should all relax and let me direct. Yes. <laughs> That's what I think. Totally. Because uh, I, I don't want to well, direct everything. Sense. I mean, it makes but sense. But I'm just like, uh, you know, sometimes... But that was historically, you know, I always heard that. I always Shakespeare heard that. directed his own stuff. Shakespeare would star it, and Moliere, too. They mm -hmm. wrote it, they started right. it. They'd, I mean, there was some great stuff great historic stuff that was written by playwrights who were acting and directing at the same time. Yeah. So I just don't, I, and I, it's been, you know, look, we're women in the theater, it's complicated road, you mm. know, and like, I, I, there was always like moments when I would find like, well, what are you going to do now? And it's some, and honestly, part of the reason I started directing is because there's such a limited pool of directors mm -hmm. and it became sort of, I feel like it was a way of disempowering playwrights where you've got to wait for what, you know, and you have to like, for saying you're free and everything, you know, how do they, I mean, I just thought, I, I don't, I'm not interested in right. writing. I'll do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was a little <laughs> I have the perfect hey, director. <laughs> right. right. No, it's great. And you love it. You love I it. do because it's, it's, it took, it's your point I'm, of view, and you can yeah. It cuts it cuts through a lot of you know. There's a lot of politics that you sure. like sort of just shove aside. But also, you you yeah. seem like I mean, as an artist, you have objectivity about your work, so you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot because of yeah. A, I an wouldn't ego. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. I mean, no. I know some writers who the idea of talking to an actor like makes them go because you really do. I would say for me. There's a very, it's very careful. You have to be very specific and clear and respectful when you talk to your actors. Thank you. And you need to listen to them and, you know, and be in sure. collaboration with them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And not every act, or not everybody's, I've had a lot, I, I really did get a lot of training. I went to Brandeis where they had you do everything. You know, we That's were great. doing all these, it was like what you well, said like, about that nine I'm months. I'm so glad. I, I know. All that <laughs> stuff. It was so fun. Um, but... I do feel like a lot of writers don't have that training where it's like, no, 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 you can't say that to that actor right now. You have to let them, you know, and every now and then there's a bump and there, you know, but mostly there are always bumps. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Congratulations. That's great. Thanks. I learned something. Absolutely. What, yeah. that we should all be doing what Yeah, did, yeah. Don't I'll be sharing these jokes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I want to be, we're, are we good? I'm having so much fun. I have to continue. Because there's something <laughs> I wanted to, because I want to ask about, you know, I just saw an interview, and I, and I don't want to bring up any negativity, but um, I got a review in the Times once that devastated me so much. Mm. that I, 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 I was in a depression for a whole year. And mm -hmm. I just watched one interview that you did. 
you, you mentioned something like that, and I thought, <laughs> we're, this was a while ago, but yeah, it was we're, long we're, living, we're living in a different um, communication age now, and things are changing, and, you know, uh, a play could close on just one person's subjective oh, absolutely. feeling, and, or a, a person's performance could be, you know, a person's psyche could be right. <laughs> damaged. Um, but it's changing, though. I mean, it's not the same as it was, right? I mean, we, we're, we, we're being well, reviewed, but we're being... I don't read them. It's more word yeah, of mouth. Them, you know. just don't. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but word, word, word of mouth spreads more on the internet. It's everywhere. And so it is finally... You know, the thing that we've all been yearning for is that it's more of a discussion, like as goes on in Engl in London, where there are like 10 critics and it's like things mm -hmm. are in discussion. Right. I feel like that's starting, really starting to take hold. And uh, I mean, I do feel like people still clutch around that Times Review. Um, and I, I'm glad when people get less clutchy around it yeah. because it really is still, they're doing their job, we're doing our job. It shouldn't be right. so like... Nero, like right. that's just never uh, that's an unhealthy business model. Yeah. So my friend John Walker, um, well, he, he's a producer. He produced the Incredibles movie. I was like, my friend produced the Incredibles. Um, but before that, he was the um, managing director of Victory Gardens in Chicago. And he told me one time, he was like, you know, you can sit anytime because he saw so much theater. He did it for 17 years. He said the lights come up every single show. Like one person over here thinks this thing, one thing over here thinks something else. That there is never a uniform response ever. In 17 years, you never saw a uniform response. And so he said the idea that one voice has that much yeah, power, power is like right. just inaccurate. And that you know, and I'm like, I know, man. We've all we've all sat around and tried to figure out how to come up with a better business model or something that more accurately supports yeah. and celebrates there was what a, we do. Um, a, a story sometimes that I I when I tell my students when I when I was teaching um, I use it as a kind of a tool for for exactly this subject uh, when I was doing the, the workshop of chorus line um, I loved it because it was protect it was safe it was mm -hmm. insular mm -hmm. uh, we were just putting on this show and it was very I didn't even nobody knew that it would be commercial at all but when it started growing and, and th there was interest I had a panic attack because the year before, that's when I got the bad review. Mm. And I remember going to Michael Bennett and saying, um, and I was trembling and oh. on the verge of tears, and I said, I can't do this. I have to, I have to, I can't do this because I'm going to ruin the show for you. Because the, the, the uh, Clive Barnes at the New York Times hates me, and it's just, I, it, I just can't do it. He said, what? What are you talking oh. about? He said, hold on, get in the other room, get on this phone. He got on the phone and he called Clive Barnes. Oh my gosh. And I'm listening. Oh my, and I'm oh still my gosh. And he oh. said, um, I have a girl here, a dancer in my show, who says uh, that she wants to pull out because um, <gasps> you hate her and she's afraid that she's going to ruin the show. Uh, is that true? And I'm, <laughs> I'm going, yes, and the answer is. And he said, well, who are you talking about? He mentioned my name, and he said, oh, no, no, I love her, I love her. Uh, I just thought that, that uh, she wasn't up to par in that show, that's all. Oh, it's fine. Wow. And I'm listening to this, and I had been torturing myself for, <laughs> for a year. year. Mm. 
and it meant nothing. I love Michael Bennett, and I love that story. Isn't that, that great? I love never that, that story. Yeah, no, oh, it's amazing. But it, it was, and, and then it was fine. It was all fine. But he, yeah, you need it kind of diffused for your imagination or something. I like because I can't read them. But there was one critic who's like been rough on me, and who I finally had a friend of mine go because they, and I was like, okay, can you read this thing because I can't. And she was like, no, it's kind of good. It's good. It's so good. He's saying like good things. And then he went, okay, it's a little snarky. I was like, snarky, what snarky? <laughs> and I went, don't tell me what it's, I mean, it was totally neurotic. And then she went, okay, he's a little snarky about the second act. And I said, okay, what does he say? Because I just thought, just get it over with. Stop acting like this. And she said, overly ambitious. And I was like, oh, I'll oh. take overly ambitious. But, you know, and that's really also, though, where you go, and that's something you throw at a woman. I mean, I'm like, nobody yeah. ever said that Angels in America was overly <laughs> ambitious, which it is, because as magnificent as it is, there's big chunks of it that actually don't work. And nobody talks about that because they just acknowledge that it's the master. But they do. They kind of like when a woman's overly ambitious, you hear you're a little overly ambitious, makes it into print. So, so then you I, have to translate all those. But videos. I liked it. I was sort of like overly ambitious. I'm over. I am overly ambitious. I like that. It's good. I'm I'm ambitious now. Nothing wrong with that. I'm inspired. Are you overly ambitious? I would these, hope so. These you're days changing the world. Yeah, these days I, I, I think am. you're the most ambitious. So you haven't eaten a thing, but you're going to get know, that to go. I am so getting this to go. Thank you, Sardis. <laughs> but what's around the and corner? I know. I just want to before we leave each other. I just want to you know um, talk about your do it seared. I have yeah. a play that's um that's going to start previews in two days up oh, at wow. uh, Manhattan Class Company. That's called Seared, and it's starring Raul Esparza uh, and Krista Rodriguez, and then two lesser-known but equally like wonderful actors, uh, Dave Mason and Trey Davis. Right. So, oh, great. And it's directed by uh, Moritz von Stoltnagel, who I also did Bernhard Hamlet right. with. We work well together. I've actually... If I'm going to have somebody else direct my plays, I prefer it to be him. That's so, great. Yeah. Those relationships, right are yeah, so those important. relationships oh, are great. You build yeah. them over over time. Yeah. And for you, Mary Mitchell, you're um, well. Kristen Jenner and I are right? about to do a Broadway run at the Nederlander in November for her new album, which we've been doing press for for the last couple of days. So yeah, yeah. We've had the early morning TV shows like yesterday and today, which is <laughs> that's exciting. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Can I come? Sure. How do you get in? Do we? Do you just buy a ticket? Or is to the, like to, a, the, to the Nederlander thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just buy a ticket. Just buy a ticket. Well, you know, but I didn't you know, know we if know it was. So we have, yeah, yeah, but I didn't know if it was like, it sounded like maybe it's... No, it's not a private but, thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a limited engagement. It's a limited thing. engagement. Though. How, how long weeks. is it? Two weeks? Over two weeks, yeah. And then, um, what else am I doing? I'm doing Cyrano down at... Right. Um, oh. Off Broadway at the uh, at the Daryl Roth with Peter Dinklage. Great. And the band The National. Wow. Fabulous. Yeah. So that's them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now I will. But now you will. They're from Ohio. And now you're singing and dancing every day again to get ready for... What? (laughs) You have a show coming up at 54 Below? I do. I do. I have a new show. Um, 13. 13 and counting. I don't know. I haven't decided on the title yet because, you know, it's in January. So until then, I'm going to New Orleans next week to do a concert. Then I'm going to San Francisco. And then I'm doing a master class. And then I'm going to Virginia to do a master class. Now you're traveling. I'm just traveling. So you're traveling. uh, We'll see what happens next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great. It is. I love. I love. I don't know about you, but when I teach or do master classes, yeah. it just fills my soul. It's like, oh, yes, just to be in yeah. the oxygen. I love it. Oh, yeah, I just, it, it, it lifts I call me the and I can come I never back. Had. All the mothering, oh. you know, the nurturing goes into a, an important yeah. place. You know? yeah. 
And you too, right? Yeah, similarly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The children I did not have. <laughs> well, thank you again oh my for gosh, being here. Thank wow, you, this was just a great, it's so great to yeah. love sitting yeah. and meeting you. I know. I know, it's Very really exciting. fun to meet you. We're just yeah. stuck see. with each other now. I know, I think we are. But I, I also, I think, I never get to meet the musical people. because And I never, um, yeah. I never get to meet the play people. Yeah. So it's great. Thank you, you know. Donna, for bringing. Oh my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you've got two and music people. Dory Berenstein, our wonderful yeah. producer. Yay, Dory. Yay. About you and a great crew. <laughs> I just want to thank them. So um, I, I like to pretend this is champagne. Yes, great. And cheers to you. Cheers. Good luck and best to everybody. Thank Lots you. of love. Cheers. Good luck. Thanks thank for bringing you. us together. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Ladies who lunch. Cheers. And who story tell? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.